Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed or fix kibble. Hello, Dr. Andy. How are you today? I'm good. Happy Monday. Fix kibble? Fix kibble. Yeah, there's a new product out. It's called Kibble Fixer. And, I saw uh, that. Yeah, we're not happy. <laughs> we're like, what the I, hell? I know. I was a little disappointed, too. Yeah, we're all a little like going, what? And, well, uh, and they're not the first, honestly. Yeah. Well, everybody, you know, whatever. I'm not going to say anymore. Hey, I love the <laughs> I love the hooks in the background. You're getting ready oh, for you're yes. getting ready for your Halloween party. Yes, hubby and I are quite the Halloween fans. There's hooks and red lights and tombstones, well, all they, kinds of stuff. They can't even comprehend how much Halloween you've got going on in your house. Nobody can Cor- until they correct. walk Correct. You've got to come in. Yeah. 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 Love There's it. even a skeleton stripper out back. Yeah. He's on a pole. I love it. Yes. I Sean named it. her Diamond. Diamonds. So. Yep. Like a diamond. Like a diamond. Yes. I love it. Yeah. You know, I did Halloween up big for, gosh, I don't know, 20 years. Um, but where I am up in the mountains, nobody really sees it. And so I don't do it so much anymore. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny. People are like, oh, you must get a lot of trick-or-treaters. I'm like, no, not a single one. We, Because we're, I'm not quite as far up as you or in the foothills, but we're all yeah. on acre to two acre lots. So no one's walking our neighborhood. So right. no, all of this is for the big kids. And for the party, for your annual yes. party. Yes. yes. Which I'm hating to miss this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, my my <laughs> husband's birthday and his his kids were in Colombia, so they weren't here for his birthday. So we're doing that this weekend. So nice. I apologize for not not being at your. Party. It'll be next year. Yes, it will be there. Hey, I want to ask you. Um, while my sister in law, my brother, were in town, they brought their little puppy. Yeah. And I noticed when that puppy was running, it was almost like hopping kind of on those back two legs. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed that it kind of had a funky look in it on its face. Now we made an appointment with you and came over. And what was interesting is we didn't say anything about the face. You did not. We did not say one thing. And you were like, yeah, what's going on here? (laughs) I'm like, Oh, cranial bones. We need to work on that. So tell me first, what did you see? Uh, because I I don't know what I was seeing. I just knew I was seeing something. Okay, and then tell mm-hmm. me, uh, well, th- tell me what you were seeing, and then how you adjusted that. Um, well, it was twisted. It's actually I'm trying to think of what they call it. It um, from my mentor, it's like a, a jar. So it's almost like the lid on a jar was twisted, and you can see that in the frontal bones, and so. The cranium is made up of separate bones that there are sutures that hook them together. When they're puppies, 
they're very movable, but they never solidify. So I am always doing cranial work. We've talked about this before. Um, and there's different cranial faults, different things that need to be adjusted that can occur somehow, some way. So hers could have been how she was born. She could have, I, I get a sense that maybe mom kind of sat on her, you know, <laughs> when she was super little and, you know, and she had to squirm out or somebody had to help her out. It happens. Um, but from there, when the puppies start to grow, they're not growing with the cranial bones moving and, 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 and shifting like they should. And so, no, that was very obvious to me when she sat down and looked at me, I'm like, oh yes, let's you, fix those frontal bones. <laughs> your top screw is not correct, right? Mm -hmm. The jar lid was not correct. Right. Yeah. Or it was rotated the wrong way. So we derotated it basically chiropractic, um, you know, I might get in trouble from my fellow colleagues, but it's very simple. If one bone's going one way, you put it back the other. Why would you get in trouble for that? <laughs> it's too simple. It's got to be, well, we talk about the nervous system and the impulses into the nervous system and all of that. But generally, I'm going to see which way the bone's going and we're going to go back the other way. Now, do the bones actually move? No. Do the impulses into the nervous system and the body goes, oh, we need to do something here. And it shifts all the neurology, shifts all the muscle spasming, it shifts all of that and to correct it. So when they first got the puppy, my brother was very worried. He was like, she had this like in between her eyes, like on the bridge of the nose or the in between the eyes, I would mm -hmm. say. It almost looked like a Klingon. You know how they have that big wrinkly okay. spot that right wrinkle. there? Mm -hmm. And and so is that the way that a pet parent might identify that the lid is not screwed on correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that might be an indication. I mean, it could be that's how the dog is. Some have a little wrinkle or yeah, we have something. But you could I can even tell sometimes when the eyes are not even if one eye is higher than the other. Um, sometimes it's an ear set. It's just what I look at every day, almost every day for the last 20 years. So yeah, she sat down and looked at me. I'm like, oh boy, we we need we oh we need to fix your head. Um the muscles of mastication on one side were all really hypertonic, probably because of the cranial bone, or maybe the it was the jaw that caused the crane. You know, we don't know chicken or the egg, but there was a lot of work to do on so, our head. So what would happen, Dr. Andy, if a pet parent did not recognize this? And did not have a chiropractor adjust it. What is going to happen long-term? You, you, it's going to run the gamut from nothing to maybe there's upper cervical pain issues that arise because you, the body has to compensate somehow. Maybe there's more tartar and teeth issues on the side of the mouth that they're not chewing properly with. So you end up with more dental work, which is going to aggravate the problem down the line. Um, I, I, you know, I, I would, my, my best guess would be you end up with a dog that has cervical pain, neck pain. Isn't that crazy? So it's like your, your skull is not right. Is, yeah. Am I saying that right? The skull yeah. wasn't the, correct. The cranial bones are not, they should float and move in those sutures. There should be a lot of floating going on with the sutures and, and parts of the skull around the brain. And when they get stuck or locked, which is what we saw, 
then we see stuff, but they should float and move and, and they should move throughout their entire lives. And then your, so then I noticed, okay, that when she was running, mm -hmm. um, that it almost looked like the two legs were going together, the two back legs instead mm -hmm. of right, left, right, left. And then the, the podcast that we did on sitting pretty was so helpful. I was like, wait, she not sitting pretty. She not sitting pretty. She not sitting pretty. So now I didn't know what it was. Uh, that's why I have you, but I said, let's go, let's go see Dr. Andy. So what did you find in the back end? And was that also a, um, being caused from the top? It was probably related to the, to the front end, because when we have muscles of mastication, we have upper cervical atlas issues. We've got cranial bone issues. That's really I call it high up in the neurology. I know they're on four legs and, you know, it's not really like we're high when we go up to the head, but it's high up in the neurology that we can affect many of the downward streams of neurology and can affect the rear. Um, stuff that's maybe in the thoracic or in the rib cage, that's not going to mess. That's not going to impact both the front and the rear. It's going to be either or neurology wise, neuro, in, in neuropathic. So could be that. Um, the rear was actually better than I thought it was from what I saw in the video. Um, I did see her sloppy sit. She could sit pretty, mm -hmm. like we couldn't make her do it. She would do it. So that's excellent because some puppies won't be able to do it. And then we really start to be concerned about the hips and hip dysplasia, but she could do it even before the adjustment. So that was awesome. She just didn't want to. Um, so the pelvis was not as rotated as I would have expected it to be, but the left SI joint was restricted. And so we got in and did that. We worked on the sacrum. Um, I checked extension in those rear legs for, and checking those hips and they were non-painful and she did it just fine. Um, her psoas was good. She didn't have a strain sprain in that psoas, which that's a very limited way to say that it's inner thigh muscles. And we actually, can we actually get to the psoas because it's super deep up and it's part of both the inner thigh and the, the abs, but to keep it simple and everybody calls it, calls it the psoas, right. Um, was good. So, but she actually had a lot in the lumbars in that low back, even though it was showing up and sitting and what you would think the hips. Right. And I think we had a little bit, not too much of neuropathy, radiculopathy, peripheral numbness, pain going down that left leg oh, wow. from the lumbars. And so we fixed that right up. Easy peasy. Yeah. Especially easy peasy. when they're what? She's what? Three and a half months old? Five. So she was five, okay, five, five months, months um, lab and she'd been playing like crazy with Lozzie. Um, You know, we took her on a hike. Now, this is funny because. You know, um, in Oklahoma, they, they don't go hiking too much. And so basically she had been on uh, grass most of her life. Mm -hmm. Well, all of her life. And then we go hiking and, you know, it's a, it's, it's probably, I don't know, 20 minutes up, 25 minutes up, 25 minutes down. And we kind of noticed that she wasn't moving as well coming down. Now the thought was before. I, you know, started thinking about her body and everything. The thought was maybe those pads, right? Because she had really pink pads mm -hmm. while she was here. So we thought, well, maybe the pads are sore. 
and yep. uh and they could have been we we put some um uh, salvation on them uh on the pads you know when we got home and these puppies sleep so the salvation uh is a is a supplement that we carry and uh you can either do salvation or restore now salvation typically is for hard cracking pads uh okay. the restore typically is for itching or wounds or stuff like that but but it is going to be a little greasy when you put it on the pad. So you want to make sure that maybe they're in their crate or that they're sleeping during that time, try to work that in there. So this, this was disturbing uh, to my sister-in-law because, you know, she was afraid that we had worked those feet a little bit too much, but I kind of wonder if it wasn't a combination, right? Oh, probably. If, if, if her body wasn't working properly and she was going up, 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 or down, 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 um, would that have caused some painfulness in the, yeah, in the absolutely. back? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it caused everything that she had going on. I think that actually happened in itty bitty puppyhood. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Right. In, in utero being born, being squished by fellow puppies, you know, jumping over something and crashing, like whatever they do, like those first few, so many weeks. Right. Um, I think it was there and then she did an activity she's never done before. So yeah. now I'm a little more uncomfortable. I'm a little more sore. Um, maybe coming down with the head, maybe that she had a headache going on along with, yeah, we had a different surface on our pads. I mean, there's, it's, it's all, I look at a lot of multi like multi stuff. What's going on here? Um, your conventional med is, oh, it's just must be this one thing. We have to find the one thing. And it's not most of the time. It's not just one thing. It's cumulative. Well, I think what it did show me was that we forget that puppies pads mm-hmm. are, are sensitive. Yeah. They haven't built up a callus yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And I will say they were here 11 days and they weren't pink when she left. <laughs> fix that okay <laughs> but but i but you know how would you know i guess if they're limping or they're not moving but you know there are a lot of people let's let's take a, a great summer place for people to go is moab mm-hmm. right and that surface out there that gritty sand mm-hmm. and that red rock um amanda who who practices out in moab our daughter she said she sees torn up pads all the time. So I think that whether it's an adult or whether it's, you know, a puppy, we do need to be cognizant of what have they been on? What are they used to? And then not, not putting them in a situation where it's extreme or too much for them. Mm -hmm. Right. So we, that is one thing we did not think about with the puppy. We're like, Oh, let's just go hike up this, you know, Mm -hmm. hike up this mountain here. (laughs) We could do it. Whoops. (laughs) And that's how you learn things. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, it was awful. We did this with it. I'm like, yeah, but now we have all this information. So I have a, a new client, a very large um, King Corso. And she felt so good after her first adjustment, the dog wanted to go for a, a walk and they went too far. <laughs> Wasn't far, but she went too far. Um, and then was kind of, then she backslid a little bit. I'm like, okay, now we have that information. And as she heals, we're going to run into those a lot. You're going to do a little too much. She's going to backslide. It's okay. We're just going to 
make note of it and not go so far the next time. Or we could probably do that hike again with that puppy. It'd probably be fine the second time because now, you know, she did it once. Right. And it's a puppy. Right. But yeah. But they're back in Oklahoma on the grass. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you could walk in the street a little more. Right. But that's another thing. A little bit. Oh, that's another thing. Right. Right. So what what do you think about walking your dog on a sidewalk or on the sidewalk and and, and the asphalt is fine after their growth plates are fused. Okay. Well, when is that? (laughs) Your giant breeds? A couple years. What? Yeah. That's why you don't spay neuter early. My little dachshund, um, he probably, his was probably fused in a good eight, nine months. Not a big deal. Um, and so I am, I am that mother when it comes to, we are not walking on asphalt. We are not walking on concrete very far when they are puppies. We are not there in the grass. They're playing around. If you want to go on a little hike, that's fine. Cause that's usually dirt. That's a bunch of different surfaces. That's yeah. awesome. Short bring if you have a little puppy bring a bag pick them up so you can go farther um but just walking your puppy like through the neighborhood on sidewalks on streets to get them tired is not a good idea it's not good for their joints long term and you can get them tired by doing sits and downs and playing in the yard and doing games um with their brain which is just as important but yeah, I've pulled a lot of clients. Oh, we walk a couple miles with them on the street. I'm like, huh, they're, 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 they're only five months old and it's going to be a large Labrador. No, 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 no. We don't do that. You're going to have to come up with different ways to wear them out. So, so here's the, here's the, the problem, right? In a neighborhood, mm-hmm. you either uh-huh. have the concrete that is not uh-huh. good for their growth plates or you have sprayed. Yeah. Sprayed grass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you really have to seek out another you place. Do. If you've got that beautiful green grass, right? Yeah, I don't go in the beautiful here green grass. In Colorado, I'm like, whoa. Oh, especially is- here, right? Right. Because know exactly. Because Yeah. yeah. It, 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 they have water rights, number one, like sprinklers, right? Which mm-hmm. those folks have had those places for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then they're green and no yeah. weeds. And you're like, whoa. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah pre-sprayed i mean you could do short walks that's fine but i know the dope my doberman he was coming up on 18 months we were getting ready to get him neutered because he was horrid with his balls um (laughs) we barely made it to 18 months i would have loved to have made it to two years with him but i couldn't live with him um and my husband was training for a marathon and he's like i'm gonna take the doberman running i'm like no you can't You, you know, you're not going to run him on streets. I would love for you to run on streets, but no, he's not going. His joints can't do that. I see people that ride their bikes mm-hmm. and then the dogs run behind mm-hmm. them. Now, are you saying that once their growth plates are done? Yeah. That's okay. And they, and, and they have a dog that is built for that? Absolutely. All right. So you got an Aussie, a border, you got a GSP. Please do. You're going to need to run them. But it has to be after those growth plates are fused. What about these little bitty dogs with little, little bitty short legs? You see people running with these little bitty dogs. I'm like, whoa. And I have, I have a client who has a two, three pound chihuahua and will run 5Ks with him. And he's fine. He's doing just fine. So it really, it does depend on the animal. 
she she's like um my run is about as fast as a walk so don't get too excited like she, <laughs> but yeah he'll get out there and do that with her and he's he's fine so it really just depends but do, don't you think that dogs they want to please are they just going to keep mm-hmm. running even when they sh- really want to stop yes. or or will they stop it it depends on the dog too like your your working dogs, your your cattles, your borders, your Aussies, they're gonna keep going. You're gonna have to get really good at um knowing their pain tolerance. And it's gonna be higher than others. And they want to please. Like if you have a dog that will do anything to please you, you're gonna have to be more cognizant of, oh, they hesitated just a little bit. That may be all they tell you in the beginning. And then when they go down, it's going to be really hard to bring them back. It's going to be so bad by the time they say something. And there's just going to be those dogs. And then there's the other dogs that I hit my toe. I can't do anything. <laughs> those are almost easier, almost easier. Cause they're going to tell you, they're going to take themselves out of the game. They're going to lay down. They're going to take care of themselves. And then there's a, the most are just in between. Our son um, has one of he has a, a combo dog. So what I mean by that is his dogs are, they live up in Granby. Okay. So way up, the elevation's high up there. They, he mountain bikes, the dogs go when he does the backcountry skiing, um, the dogs go. And, uh, it is a, I don't know what kind of dog it is. It's the yappy hour dog, the dog with the blue eyes, the black dog. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. That's, that's his dog. That's, that's our sure. grand. That's Jake. But Jake, if you just act like you're going to touch his ear or his back leg, he'll scream. <laughs> you haven't even touched him. You're just thinking that's, about it. That's probably one of the, the Arctic breed that's in there. His husky Malmute comes out. <laughs> like, they what, are what, screamers. I know. Oh. Like, what just happened? <laughs> you know? And to try to look at his feet, right? So we were, we were doing this. Um, I don't know if you call it backcountry or what what's the skiing that um you just like, cross country just cross country, country. okay yeah. which i never want to do again by the way <laughs> oh my gosh I, here's the thing with cross country skiing the skis are very thin yeah there's no way to stop i don't know how you <laughs> stop i'm like i just have to sit down and fall down and then i can't get back up and i'm a good skier i will have to say i'm a good skier i've been skiing a long time i hate that and yet <laughs> My neighbors who are, you know, my mom's age, they're like, we're going, you know, and they got it down. I'm just like, what? How do you do this? But I digress. It was, it was, I bitched the whole time. (laughs) My husband was like, goodbye. I'm going to the front of the line. He was like, be quiet. I was like, I don't even understand this. Why do people do this? But, uh, but the dogs got these big balls of snow. Mm-hmm. in their pads right mm-hmm. to the point that they were bleeding oh they were ble- because they would sit down and they would try to pull those balls yeah. out of their feet i was like well this can't be good and they just kept running they had to get back <laughs> yeah nice yeah yeah so so let's think about that so if we did that we had bleeding feet we'd probably curl up and cry right at least right. i would I, well, I, w- I was about to curl up and cry and I, didn't, <laughs> you know, just, just moving, <laughs> but go ahead. But dogs and their pain tolerance is really hard to, it's not comparable to ours. 
I don't know how to map it differently, but it's not comparable. And I remember vet medicine so many years ago, they hardly believed they had pain, right? They hardly did anything for it, right? What, they, now, didn't, they didn't see Fauci's experiments? They didn't know the dog had pain? But they would say, oh, that, that doesn't bother them. Or, you know, there was more of that. Now we coddle all the pain and they're on all these pain meds and all of this. But they do not have the same pain scale as we do. They just don't. Because if they're out in a pack and their foot hurt, they had to keep up with the pack, right? That's right. in their DNA, right? They have to keep going. They're going to rip those balls out and they're just going to keep running. Um where we would not. And the same thing with like dental pain too. They have to keep eating. They got to get their food. They're got to keep up with the pack. They don't want to be left behind. Oh gosh. You know, you see some of the stuff in their mouths and they're like, yeah, kind of bothers me. Can I have a cookie? And we would be like dead on the couch, right? Going to the ER, give me some oxy. Right. And so just keep that in mind that the, it, we, they can't tell us. And so we do our best, but their pain is not the same as ours. Okay. They don't have a story with their pain. No, they either. don't either. Right. We have a story. So oh, yeah. Take care of me. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. My boss is mean. I don't want to go to work. <laughs> That's why there's no, I don't really care about placebo, but there's no placebo effect with chiropractic. It's going to work or not because the animal's not thinking about it. They're not thinking about, well, if I get better, then I have to go back to work or I have to drive the car or I had, you know, they're just like, oh, I feel better. Thanks. And they're off and they're, they're going. Um, Cause they don't have a story. They don't have all the rumination about, do I even want to be better? Or, you know, all that. That's where the pet parents become helicopter pet parents and they make yes. up these stories and they put those stories under their dogs. Yes. And, um, and I think it would be better for the pet parent and the dog if we knew that, if we understood that they don't have a story, whatever they're in the moment, right? Now, do they mm -hmm. recognize that um, situations? Yeah, I think yeah. they do, right? Yeah. So yeah, you have a dog that, let's say, well, you know. I, I see it all the time. I see a puppy at five months. If Whiskey came back in here in three years, she'd be like, oh, hi, you, we're going to do this. Yeah. They'll remember what I, that event. And I, I had a big German shepherd. He came in four months, five months, something like that. We lost track of each other. And then about age four, he came back in. And at that point he was Schutzen trained. Like he was hardcore and mom can touch him. And that was it. And he came back in. He's, he was already muzzled just because it was a good idea, right? Just in case something really hurt. Um, he came in, he stiffed me, hopped on the table and went, okay, you can touch me. Wow. He knew, he knew who I was. He knew what we were going to do. And we did that and he got down and he was great. He was always muzzled just to be safe, but he never, never had a problem with me. So I know they remember. Yeah. But yes, but they also don't have stories. They don't like, you know, uh, yeah. It's the pet parent stories that get put on them. Right, right. So um, you should have a therapy session in the front for the parents while the dog <laughs> is getting adjusted. Now we're going to adjust you in uh, your thinking, and uh, then we're going to send the dog back with you. That'd be a great practice. I, can I, I think I might have told the story, but I have to tell the story. This is oh. like perfect example of stories. Um, had a client, dachshund, back issue. Mm -hmm. They... Did all the, you know, did some pred, chiropractic, acupuncture, laser, got the dog better. Okay. Didn't have to have surgery. 
I saw the dog periodically dog went right back, had an episode, whatever you want to call it about a week before they were going to go on vacation, like vacation of a lifetime. Like, Oh no. Yeah. Like Morocco, like just like three weeks had everything planned out. And they're like, Oh my gosh, do we have to cancel because of the dog? And I saw the dog and she was not nearly as bad as the first episode. They had all the meds on board. They had all their people in place. Easy peasy. I go, why don't you go to Morocco and the dog's going to stay here with the dog sitter who's not going to helicopter and hover and worry and all of this. They go off on their trip. They come back. The dog's never had another episode. Like she needed a vacation from them too. It ha- and- I Yes. <laughs> like, I oh, she needed that. a vacation from you. And I told them and they both went, huh, okay. And never had another, because she just had time to just do her thing without the owner's are you okay? Can you do the step? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. We need to get, we need to let our animals be animals. Uh, I was going to tell you, uh, Neely and I did a interview with Dr. Ian Billinghurst. Oh, did you? Yes. Yes, we did. So that's, that's coming out this week, but he was so funny because he's, he says, and maybe we say everything he said because he came, he comes first. Mm-hmm. Right. He's been right. doing this for He's so been long. Doing, how long? Jeez, long time. Right. Right. His first book came out, uh, Give a Dog a Bone in 93. Then he had 98 with uh, the Barf Diet. 2001 was um, Grow Your Puppy with Bones. And in 2006, he did the Pointing the Bone at Cancer. But no, 2016. I'm sorry. But what he kept saying and what we say and you say is keep it simple. He was like, everything needs to be simple. Right. Stop trying to make everything so difficult. It's very easy to feed your dog raw. He was all about eating poop. He was like, no big deal. <laughs> he is all about eating poop, which people have a hard time with. <laughs> yeah. He told a great story. So you have to listen to the podcast. He told a great story about poop. But um, but I loved it because he said he kind of went into, you know, hiding. He said, or he got out of the limelight and he said, and then I was kind of being called out because so many people are trying to make feeding raw complicated spreadsheets, calculations, um, micromanaging, you know, Mm -hmm. fixing kibble, you know, doing stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, so he was great. So you guys, that, that podcast probably going to come out maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. Um, But it, it was, it was a great confirmation about what we do here at raw dog food and company Mm -hmm. what you do to help people make things simple um you know everything's complicated in the world right now or maybe we just perceive it to be i think it is but i think it is (laughs) yeah i think it is Um, and i think there's some badge of honor with how hard can i make this and how many supplements can i pile on and how I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Let's go back to the basics. Right. You almost think that there should be a center. Like what you said, leave your dog with us for a week. You Mm -hmm. go away. You go bye-bye. Let me see what's happening here. My my (laughs) husband handles our next tour account because I can't handle. Oh, I can't do it. I can't handle it. So he does. He's like, I almost got you some raw food. I'm like, you did. He's like, yeah, this woman tried it. You're Raw Dog Food and Company um, for one day and it didn't go well. So she went back to kibble <laughs> like, ooh, one day and, and then just gave away 20 pounds of rabbit and tripe. We missed it. We didn't get it, but you didn't get it. Didn't get it. 
But well, um, I'm like, ooh, she tried for a one whole day. And then to start with rabbit and try, hmm, maybe no. not your best choice. Right. The dog probably threw up because probably threw fur. up because of the hair. Yep. <laughs> Which my raw fed dogs, Torchy can't handle it. He yeah, can't some can't do it. He just can't do it. The other ones are fine. Yeah. But um, and he's got good stomach acid. Right. But, uh, yeah. Some dogs so I, don't... I think that's funny. She yeah. Some dogs a whole one meal. Well, mm. I know I've got one dayers and two dayers, and I'm like, and so this whole talk that Dr. Billinghurst did, and you know, some people think that we've been hard on vets. He was saying the same thing. He was like, "Really, we're trying to treat cancer, and we're yeah. feeding food that is cancer causing, mm-hmm. feeding the cancer. We're doing that. Does that make any sense?" Yeah. But he said, he said. You cannot, well, like this lady who tried it for one day, he said, you cannot convince people if they truly believe otherwise, yeah. right? There's no convincing them. He said, until their dog dies of cancer. <laughs> and then sometimes people will say, well, let me do something different this sometimes. time. Sometimes that's what blows my mind. Right. It's only still sometimes. I'm right. like, uh, People will be like, oh, my dog had a reaction to XYZ vaccine. And, oh, but we're going to take our puppy in to go get all those same ones again. Uh, Hello? Maybe you should do some education and and But I have to. But I I had to, Dr. Andy. That. It's also, like Dr. He said, I I don't. You watch the St. Jude commercials with the kids with cancer. It's horrible, right? You mm-hmm. want to donate as they're eating hot dogs and macaroni and cheese. And I'm like, nope, not till you change their diet. No. Yeah. That's it, the basis. That's the basis. Well, I asked him why he wrote pointing the bone at cancer. Why, why did you write that? And he, he's such a lovely speaker. Number one, he's from Australia, has a great accent. <laughs> and he's, and he's like your favorite granddad. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I called him the father of Ron. He said, well, thank God you didn't say it was the grandfather of Ron, <laughs> or the great grandfather of Ron. But um, basically he said, I was tired of watching family members die of cancer. Mm-hmm. And, and it relates right back to the dogs, right? Yep. And, um, and we talked about that diet, that diet on the human side certainly isn't discussed. Mm-hmm. But but when the dogs go in for, you know, get a cancer diagnosis, diet is discussed, but not in the proper way. Right. So it, it's a great, great interview and um, video. And he's just lovely. And uh, if, if so anyway, look forward to that. All right, Dr. Andy, I'm going to let you go. Um, next podcast, can we talk about the difference in strains and sprains? Oh, it's so riveting. We sure can. <laughs> So <laughs> you're so funny, but you know, I think that, that this podcast really helps a lot of people look at their dog and know if they're unwell in the structure because mm-hmm. it, it really makes a big difference. And so this is a lot of people are learning a lot of things just like because of you, I knew that whiskey yeah. was not sitting pretty. I knew that something was going on with the face and I knew you could fix it. 
So there you go. We did start it. She's going to go back to Oklahoma and find a chiropractor there. That's right. That's right. All right, everybody, you can get in touch with Dr. Andy by going over to animalmagiccare.com. That's animalmagiccare. Yes, there are two C's right next to each other. Animal, magic, and then care.com. Yes, there is. And you can get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. It's super easy. As Dr. Ian Billinghurst would say, if you want to make it difficult, I'll help you do that. But... (laughs) I would rather make it simple for you, okay? It doesn't matter where you start. Maybe you don't want to start with rabbit and tripe, okay? I'm just saying it's got fur in it, and uh, and it's also stinky. So you got mm-hmm. two two things going against you in that very first uh, out of the gate. So let's go with beef, chicken, duck, yeah. turkey. Turkey. Okay? We'll mm-hmm. go with one of those first. All right, get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where your pet's health is our business. And what, Dr. Andy? Friends, don't let friends feed kibble. Or Or fix fix it. it. Or fix it. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye, everybody. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.